Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Here we are for another episode, and today's topic is dealing with control issues, healing our issues of needing to be in control of everything and everyone so that we can really come home to ourselves. Before we get into today's topic, I'm excited because we have vows to share For those who may not have listened in episode two, our homework assignment was to write vows to ourselves. And if you want to share them, you can send them to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And today we have vows from Kai Williams, who has given permission for me to share them with you. Dear Kai, I promise to honor you on your best days and to honor you just as much on your worst. I promise to move fluidly with you through every crevice of life. I promise that I will gaze upon your being with loving eyes at every stage of your life. I promise I will be sensitive to the needs even when you can't quite express them out loud. I promise to hold your hands through even the most confusing times. I promise that when you're sad, I will remind you of brighter days while still honoring where you're at. I promise to be patient with you. I promise to see your worth. I promise to make sure that we can take time out for joy. I promise to prioritize self-care. I love you. Thank you so much, Kai, for sharing those. Those are so important. And I love how you incorporate both the different stages of our lives as we develop, but also recognizing from the beginning our best days and our worst days, that even when we are struggling, even when we disappoint ourselves, for us not to abandon ourselves in those places, but to really show up in the good and the bad, in the best and in the worst, throughout every stage. So that is wonderful. I want to talk today about uh, dealing with our control issues. And many times uh, when people talk, they talk about everyone else's control issues. (laughs) Most of the time we don't own ours. We don't recognize or see ours is that everybody else has control issues, but uh, not us. But I just believe Uh, that there are those who are on the journey home uh, who recognize or perhaps other people have told you uh, that you can be controlling. And for us to think about ways to heal that, to release that, to shift out of that, because when I am operating in a very controlling place, I am not truly at home. So there are different reasons why we can have control issues. 
And one of those reasons can be uh, a matter of neglect. When you had your uh, physical and or emotional needs neglected as a child, often you had to grow up very quickly and figure out how to take care of others. We have a term called the parentified child. And that is when a child even feels responsible for caretaking of their parents. Or we have those who are were the older sibling and felt responsible for taking care of their younger siblings. Um, you may even have been the middle child or the younger child who took on the role of trying to be the peacemaker in the house or had to be the one to provide uh, for your family financially or materially. And so those kinds of experiences set us up with a kind of thinking that other people are not going to handle it. I cannot trust other people to get things done. I have to do everything myself. I have to take care of everything myself. And that if I am not on top of things, everything will fall apart. So some of us develop control out of growing up in those environments. Some people develop control as a result of having experienced trauma. And when trauma happens, the events are out of your control. And so whether that is a medical trauma, uh, sexual abuse or assault, watch witnessing family violence or experiencing uh, physical child abuse, uh, having a loved one who is murdered, uh, all of these types of events are beyond our control. And so the association that our minds make very early is when I'm not in control, bad things happen. So I have to figure out how to be in control at all times in order to stay, stay safe, in order for bad things not to happen. And so sometimes it is not only the traumatic event that makes us feel uh, out of control, but also the response of other people when people blame the victim for their experience, then you were raised to believe you were responsible for other people's behavior, that you were responsible for other people mistreating you, that you are, uh, it is your fault that bad events happened. So when you got that message very early, directly or indirectly, it can set you up with this uh, sense of responsibility for everything and for everyone. And when things don't go well, no matter what the dynamic or situation, it is your fault. And so needing uh, to be perfect, needing everything to be perfect uh, can be a manifestation of those experiences. Another issue that can show up as uh, being a controlling adult um, is when you have had the experience of being dominated or controlled by another. So if you had a very overbearing um, or abusive and controlling parent, um, if you have come out of a relationship that was uh, very domineering, controlling, and abusive, when you have had um, your life dictated by other people, then 
we can overcompensate and end up going to the opposite extreme where I have to control everything because if I don't, someone else will control the situation. And that's the way some people approach work. That is the way some people approach friendship or relationships. Uh, This idea that there has to be winners and losers, that somebody gets to run the show and and the other people get run over. So if I don't want to get run over, then I have to be the one to run the show. And so the ways in which some people... Uh, seek out and hold tight to power and control is belief in that dynamic that the system is either controlled or be controlled. And if I don't want people to control me, then I have to control them. Another way that uh, this can sometimes show up for us um, is people being overwhelmed um, by too many uh, responsibilities, too many hats, too many roles. And so uh, there can develop this mindset of um, my life is in such a place that if not everything is finally orchestrated, the whole thing will fall apart. And we have to really look at the ways in which we may be contributing to that. Uh, sometimes by saying yes to things when we need to say no because it is too much. And so when I have so much going on, um, I cannot risk letting somebody else drop the ball, right? When I have a lot going on, then um, I only can trust myself because if I give it to someone else, then everything will be a disaster. So you want to consider for yourself and your control issues, uh, the, the foundation of that, whether it came out of neglect, uh, trauma, being dominated or controlled, or it being a response to your own life being overwhelming uh, in this season. And perhaps uh, for many seasons, it has been overwhelming. So really, we can look at our uh, control issues um, as a response to fear, um, a response to, you know, if it doesn't go my way, like what is going to happen? If I am not doing this, what is going to happen? And you also want to be mindful that certain events can trigger your control issues And so some people become more controlling when they're stressed. Uh, Some people become more controlling around this perfectionism. And so everything has to be just so. Um, I heard people talking recently about uh, marriage and couples counseling and how, you know, if you have this idea that anything around the house has to be done exactly your way, then it becomes you being the only one who can do it, right? Um, there is no flexibility in, well, that's not how they fold clothes, right? Or they may not do the task the way you would do it. And so that becomes um, a, a, a barometer and a marker that keeps us in that place of being overwhelmed. Some people, interestingly, 
become more controlling when they are unsure or uncertain. And so it can be related to our insecurity where you would guess the opposite, right? That if you're unsure, that maybe you would be more open to feedback or to guidance. But some of us are not comfortable letting people know that we don't know what we're doing. We're not comfortable uh, revealing our quote unquote weakness or vulnerability. And so then we overcompensate um, for that uncertainty by uh, trying to dictate everything, trying to run the show when we don't even really understand what is happening. Uh, For many, uh, a big part of the controlling behavior is related to impatience. And the underneath the impatience is anxiety and fear of if I let this go on too long, if I wait to see if people are going to follow up, things may end badly. So let me jump in now and take over. And so some of us really operate with that takeover spirit uh, connected to impatience, anxiety, and fear. So how we start to uh, relieve ourselves, well, first I want to, before we we talk about releasing or relieving the control issues, I want to talk about what it costs. Because some people who are listening um, are really bold in their control issues and have no, uh, no shame about it, no regret about it, no remorse about it. And they say, well, no, Dr. Tame, if you knew my family or if you knew my job, if you knew my church, you would know that I have to run everything. Well, I want to offer to you that that really comes with multiple costs. One is you're exhausted. And I know not only professionally, but I know personally what that feels like when you're trying to literally carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, it is too much. And so you may not see it or recognize it because for some of us, we have lived life like this. So you think that is just what life feels like, where there is no breath, there is no joy, there is no peace, there is constant obligation and duty and responsibility and pressure. And I want to let you know that there is another way to live. And often those who are controlling like that will stereotype the other way to live and say, oh, yeah, well, that's for lazy people or that's for people who don't care or that is um, for people without purpose. And I want you to know that there are more than two possibilities. So it is not. Um, that I am controlling, driven, and perfectionistic, or I do nothing with my life. Like that's a false, (laughs) that's a really false choice. It's not true. So you can have meaning, purpose, motivation, and still have some balance in your life, still have some rest in your life, still have some joy and laughter, have some fun in your life. And so It has an effect on us psychologically being uh, drained, but also it has an effect on us physically. Our physical health suffers 
when we are in that place of uh, control and perfectionism. And it can show up in all kinds of ways in terms of our bodily functioning and well-being. And so checking in with your temple, you know, if we say, oh, you know, this is just how I am. I like it like that. It's not a problem. I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about it. Well, is your body in agreement with you? You know, is your body giving this same report that everything is okay? And then not only is it emotionally and physically draining, but it also negatively affects your relationships. It negatively affects how people relate to you. And some of you have been wondering why people avoid you. Some of you have been wondering why uh, some friendships ended. Some of you have been wondering why people are silent in your presence or um, don't want to take your call um, or don't want to spend time with you. And if they felt comfortable enough or safe enough, some of them would let you know that you can be controlling. And it is having uh, an effect on your social life. It may affect your family life, your friendship, platonic, as well as in your romantic life. That being a controlling partner uh, really causes the relationship to suffer and causes there to be a disconnect even if it is not apparent, even if the person is silently checked out, it can be as a result of the control issues. So for your health, for your relationships, for your wellness, it is important to consider healing and releasing and getting to a greater place of balance. So the first thing I would offer to you is relaxing. As we would say, chill out, <laughs> chill out. You're, you're stressing everybody else out with your level uh, of intensity. And so looking for things that you can do. And I, you know, have clients who are up in years and have never discovered their hobbies, right? Who don't even know what they enjoy. Well, no matter how old you are, now is a good time to find out, a good time to find out what puts a smile on your face, what makes you chuckle, what makes you exhale, right? And you can just try different things. You look at uh, free events in your city or going to a concert, taking a dance class or just getting up and dancing in your house, uh, looking for the joy, playing with kids, with your children or grandkids you know, to come out of our shell and our stuffiness and our to-do list. And, uh, you know, I tell, I teach at Pepperdine, I tell our graduate students, you know, if you're going to work with children, you got to get in touch with your joy, right? You know, if you're just going to be like super, super duper uh, serious and shut down and detach, you know, kids are not responsive to that. So yes, there is um, a space and a place uh, for them to be able to talk about uh, their heavy issues, but you also want to cultivate 
the ability to play because that's also what we're trying to cultivate for children to be able to have their joy restored. And for you, even if you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, uh, now is a good time for your joy to be restored. And when you are operating from a joyful place, uh, you will be less stressed and less controlling and able to take some things with ease. So along with uh, relaxing and tapping into your joy, it is also uh, delegating and uh, being willing to say no to some things. Uh, I said that some of us um, take over everything. You know, uh, we have to run the show and run every part of it. And here's another cost that I didn't mention before. When you control everything, you never empower people to discover their gifts. So whether those are your coworkers or your children or your spouse, they don't ever have the room to actually step up and shine because you're always doing everything. And so uh, I invite you to think about what is one of the many things that you currently do that you would be willing to delegate or to share. And sometimes you're not even aware of it. I have to tell you all, uh, back when I was an a intern, so I was just uh, completing my doctoral program, I came up with the idea to, to do a poetry therapy group. And I was so excited and I designed this uh, poetry therapy group and they, um, the director of the clinic gave me like a co-therapist. And, you know, she was nice. I got to meet her. We ran the group. And <laughs> after we ran the first group, I'm saying we ran the first group afterwards, she came to me and said, so Tama, like, we're supposed to do this together. What part do you want me to do? <laughs> and it really, right, I wasn't uh, being intentionally mean, but I had uh, this idea, right? I have this idea and this project. This is what I'm going to do. And then I'm missing like that there's a resource in the room. And so then I, I, in that first session, denied her the opportunity to contribute and denied the clients from being able to experience what she could share. And so I had to be very intentional about, okay, let's meet ahead of time and plan. What part do you want to do? What part am I going to do? So that we can really share the experience. And it was much, much richer, right? So I say that to say, some of you who are being controlling, um, it may not even be on your radar, but it is still having a cost and it is still causing you and others to miss out. And so what are you willing to invite people to share more, to participate in? Uh, where are you willing to step back so that other people may step forward? Not only that, along with delegating and sharing the responsibilities, uh, also the issue of uh, setting boundaries. If a part of what makes you uh, controlling is being overwhelmed, stressed, and burdened, uh, you really may be doing too much. And isn't that something, right? That you're doing too much and then controlling all the things that you're doing. And so I have talked before about the holiness of no. 
What is it that you need to say no to so that you can uh, live and communicate with more ease, with more ease? And then the final step is challenging and shifting our negative thoughts. So the negative thought is, if I don't do it all, it's going to be a disaster. Um, or if they don't do everything the way I want them to do it, then they don't love me or care about me. Um, uh, this idea that if I let go, I'm going to uh, be hurt, disappointed, and devastated uh, because no one really cares about things the way I care about things. And so we create uh, catastrophes that are based in our fear and that locks us in even more to the control. And so whenever we have an overgeneralization, when we say like all or everyone, then we are usually missing the reality. So instead of saying like no one cares, right? Or no one will do the work or, you know, everyone, blah, blah, whatever that is, I shift my thinking to, to recognize the truth. The truth is uh, there are some people who care. There are some people who don't care. The truth is some people, if I let go of this, may do it and they may do it differently than the way I did it. And that's okay. Or here's the other gift, which I had to come to. Some things, if I stop doing, maybe nobody will do them. And that also is okay. That some things, if nobody else is willing to do it, it may not need to be done in this season. So I invite you to really apply yourself this week to creating and cultivating joy, to recognize when you are controlling a situation, dominating a situation, controlling other people, and to check in with your anxiety and your fears and release the fear of what will be to let people be themselves, to let people be who they are, to show up as they are without having to be silenced or scripted by me. There is freedom in that, that you have been working to control all of these things for many of you since you were a child. Don't you think it's time you got to exhale? Give yourself that gift. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.